Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, Impact Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's spotlight is on Marie Zellhart, uh, one of the OGs, president of the Boomerang Club, um, a little bit of a do-it-all current head of partnership ops, and we're catching her right before she leaves for her maternity leave. So let's get to know Marie. Hello. What's up, Zellhart? How's it going? Good, you? Good. So you obviously know what we're doing here. Um, let's start at the beginning like everybody else and okay. go back to when you first interviewed at MPAC, which would have been probably the summer of 14. Yes. So let's go back to then and okay. walk through. You were a brand new grad, new NP. Correct. You had worked in the hospital setting like a lot of our NPs. Yep. And looking to practice as a nurse practitioner for the first time. Um, yeah, let's go through that process. What was it like and why did you why did you choose MPAC? So I was also moving two and a half hours from central Illinois, middle of nowhere to Chicagoland. Uh, the market was tough when I graduated too. It was not easy to find a job. And I don't know, I just felt like it clicked when I had my interview. Everybody seemed so down to earth and optimistic and excited. And um, it just felt like the right fit. All right. Um, so you joined us in October of 14. We, we did not really know what we were doing. Correct. Um, we knew the space needed a lot of help. We believed and have proven out over time that we could help just at that point in time, all the nuances and all the different players that you had to meet with and convince and blah, blah, blah. So um, we totally botched your launch. Yep. <laughs> you stuck it out. You stuck it out for like five months. Yep. Maybe four or five, five months. I started the hospitalist job in February. Okay. So four months. Yep. And you, you left MPAC. You're like, you guys don't have your, your uh, stuff together and I'm out of here. Um, but we kept, we kept in touch, um, over the next year. Yep. We figured out more or less what we were doing and how to do this much better. And in March of 16, you came back and became the founding member of the Boomerang Club and have since then served as its president. So yep. let's go through, let's go through your return to MPAC. All right. Uh, I always stayed in touch with you and Eileen um, throughout the year that I was gone. So any impact events you guys were inviting me to, any exciting events, updates, um, 
new providers, new buildings, new areas, everything that was going on uh, with Impact. I felt like I was still part of the team because we kept in close contact and we had a great relationship when I was departing. So um, my year away was instrumental to developing me as an NP, but it never felt like a home base like impacted. So when the timing was right, I jumped at the chance to come back to impact. And what for that year, you went back into the hospital, right? And worked for a hospitalist group. Um, what was that experience like? It was a great for my career to be an NP. It was terrible for <laughs> overall mental health and well-being and personal life and, <laughs> and social life, all of those things. It was pretty terrible. Um, so it was a it was a year that shaped me as an NP, but it was never going to be something that was sustainable for me. So and the, you know they always say the grass is greener on this on, on the other side. And I'm a very firm believer that the grass is greener where you water it and you take care of it. So um <laughs> It just, you know, made sense to come back to Impact, where um, I was really passionate about what we were doing. And it, and you came back with a lot more knowledge in terms of like what, right? The patients that were were taking care of in the long term care skilled nursing space, you were seeing them come through that hospital. And yes. our our big pitch was come be a part of MPAC and come be on the front end of caring for these patients rather than just waiting in the hospital setting, waiting for them to come through there. And like, now they're much sicker. We, you know, let's be more proactive, less reactive. You got to yeah. see that firsthand. Yeah. And I had a whole other appreciation for long-term care. You know, it's kind of not as prestigious as a new grad sometimes to be like, Oh, I'm going to go in long-term care or I'm going to go work in a nursing home. You know, it's not as, you know, people at the hospital are like, oh, you know, that's cool. Good for you. But they don't realize how challenging and difficult and limited resources are as a provider and how thrifty you really have to be. And on top of it, you really have to be to do a good job of taking care of people. Absolutely. Um, like I think most of our NPs, if not all are coming from the hospital setting and more than one has told me in the past, like I've, I've, talked poorly about nurses that work in this space. And my goodness, had I known then like how much they actually do with how little they have, like my respect, like, wow. Um, now, now I understand even more why they need our help and like why we need to be focused on this space. And so, um, that obviously clicked for you as well. Going yeah, from I couldn't, it's why I couldn't wait to come back to impact actually, um, <laughs> as a hospitalist, I, I waited a little while. I don't know if you remember that I waited a couple months to come back to impact when the timing was right, but I knew that it was the right is where I needed to be where I wanted to be. All right. So that was March of 16 then. Yes. So now, now it's been, that's crazy to think of like, it's been six years since you came back. Yes. We're only eight years old. <laughs> yes. In that period of time, you came, you left, and you came back, and now it's been back for six years. Yeah. Um, and have been involved in lots of different areas. Um, came back as a as a region, essentially a regional, right? And then um, helped launch helped us launch telehealth in rural, which you obviously have a passion for, having grow up grown up in a in a more rural community. Um, yeah. You're now leading our partnership ops as we develop these kind of much deeper partnerships with very large operators. Um, so you've 
done a little bit of everything at MPAC. Um, is there something in your mind? Maybe it was, uh, maybe it was patient related. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it was just kind of on, on a broader scale, sort of, you know, the impact we're having on healthcare, something that sticks out in your mind. That's like very meaningful for you. Obviously the last two years have been insane for, for everyone, especially providers in the space. You strapped on a bunch of PPE at one point and ran into the first building where we had an outbreak in, in, in Illinois and worked alongside um, a few of the team, including Manal, who who um, who was holding down the fort there. So, um, yeah, anything you'd be willing to share that's been meaningful for you? Yeah, I think there's been tons of patient experiences, building experiences, family experiences. But um, when I was thinking about this question, I think my biggest impact on impact has been more so with providers and supporting them and empowering them every day, um, helping them transition from, you know, new grad NP to, you know, thriving uh, providers doing really well, being successful and helping them um, grow. I feel like that's probably my biggest impact. And uh, I get the question a lot with being in management and doing all these different roles, like, do you miss the bedside patient care, which I do, but I also think that being able to support all these providers day in and day out has a greater impact where they can be empowered to support so many more patients. So I think that would probably be bigger impacts than maybe like a patient specific. Yeah. You, I think you were also, if I don't, if I remember correctly, um, running the region where we started rolling out our LCSW program and were yeah. instrumental in understanding, you know, the connection there and the value of having not just medical care, but mental health care. Um, and now, you know, you're part of the, the pitch team that goes mostly with, with me to, you know, help sell our services and explain that. So helped push out our LCSW program and, and a bunch of other initiatives. So you've, you've seen it all. Um, and more to come, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen the trifecta of the telehealth, LCSW, and NP um, just thrive and work together as an interdisciplinary team and just make a huge difference in these different buildings. And there is a huge difference. There's a huge difference in having, I call it the trifecta versus just one of our service lines. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to get everybody to just accept the fact that they need all of our stuff rather than picking and choosing. It's some some politics still involved and some nuances here or there, but ideally everybody just takes, you know, everything to supercharge their buildings, but um, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Now, six years after you've come back, you've been approached over the years um, to, <laughs> yeah. to, to leave MPAC. Um, sometimes, yeah. sometimes with, with very compelling, very compelling offers yeah. um, to, to help other people um, maybe replicate what MPAC's doing or be a part of, of building something. And you've, you've talked to me openly about them, right? Yeah. We've, we've talked about them. I've given you my thoughts. Ultimately, if anybody leaves MPAC, I want it to be for the, for their benefit. And I want it to be the right move. Um, we're never going to, you know, keep anybody from, from doing something that's good for themselves, their career, their personal life, whatever. So, um, you had a, a situation, earlier last year, probably about, you know, last summer, um, where you had a really, really compelling reason to potentially leave MPAC. We talked about it and you chose not to leave. Correct. So, um, let's talk about that and what keeps you at MPAC. Yeah. 
So I, I did. I had a very flattering and um, compelling offer. Um, but I think what you just said is a huge part of why I stay with impact. Like I talked to the CEO of this company. I talked to my boss, Justin, I talked to you guys openly about other opportunities and pros and cons. And I knew that you guys would give me honest feedback. And I knew that I had your support either way. Uh, ultimately what it comes down to is I strongly believe in the direction that impacts going. I feel very passionate about what we do day in, day out. And I feel like our team and our leadership team and the people that I'm working with every day are good people, people that I trust, people that support me and I support them. And it's more than just a working relationship. Like we truly care about each other as people. And that's rare. I feel like that's so rare to have. And that's probably the biggest reason of why I stay with impact and don't, don't entertain other flattering offers. Although that one almost got me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so happy that I stayed. So. Well, yeah. as am I, obviously um, it's, you know, when those things come up, I think from my experience, the best thing to do is to be open and look, if it's an amazing opportunity that cannot be passed up, which those things happen from time to time, then then yeah, we're going to wish you all the best and support you. Um, I honestly didn't feel like that was the best move for you. We talked through it and um, glad you're still here and Me too. <laughs> still rowing the boat. Um, but that's going to happen when you, when you hire the best people that happens. We, we expect that. I expect everybody to take a run at every single one of our people. That's, <laughs> that's normal. Um, yeah. That's normal. Um, everybody should know though, that the groups are going to go work with don't have the same quality across the board that we have. And so they are going to be rowing a lot harder and have to roll a lot harder anywhere else. So, yeah. It, well, and, and now that a year's almost passed, I look pack, back on that offer and I see where that company is right now and I see what's going on. And it's one of those things that I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to take the time and talk it out. And I'm so, it was not the right decision. And I'm so glad that I stayed. Well, all right. Me too. Um, you're, so I did mention, I did a little intro before you jumped on and okay. I mentioned that we're catching you right before you leave for maternity leave. Yes. Um, I know, I know you very well. I've known yes. you for a really long time now. I know mm -hmm. it's, I know it's going to pain you to be away. Yes. Um, <laughs> with I, I, I'm still processing that, especially because now I can't travel anywhere and I feel like I'm missing out on, on what's going on and. But let's talk about that. Um, okay. MPAC, MPAC is made up of 88% of women. Yep. Right. Um, I, I lost track of this. We used to track how many babies had been born, right. While their um, mom or dad were at MPAC and we have to be well into, I, I don't, I don't even want to guess. We're probably 20, 30 MPAC kids, maybe more, probably more. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so we talk a lot about work-life balance. It's not easy to achieve, but we, we try, we work hard at it. Um, work isn't everything. Most of us have to work. Um, we do want work to be enjoyable. We want there to be passion behind it. We want there to be, you know, kind of mission driven, but there is this whole personal right thing. And we were actually the last meeting we had, I think your last chance to travel to a meeting, we were talking about how much time, right. You were going to have off and how you were maybe, 
you know, you, you'd come back to, to pinch hit in, in case we needed yeah. you. And, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not every day you're going to have your first child. And so um, we obviously want you to take that time off and, and focus on that and really, really embrace that. But I know you're going to be chomping at the bit to get oh, back. Yeah. Yep. I'm already have like a little bit of palpitations just thinking about uh, not knowing what's going on day to day, actually. So, but I mean, Impact has always been, um, you know, pro moms and pro family and pro work life balance. And I feel like that really became crystal clear during COVID when things were really chaotic and daycares were shut down and kids were at home and e learning had consumed our providers. And I saw and I'm not surprised what impact did to support moms um, and to flex their schedule and to um, make them not feel guilty for taking care of their families. And that just gave me a lot of confidence going into knowing when I have this child that, you know, the same grace will be extended to me. And, you know, if you work hard and, and you do the job and impact flexes with you. And I think that's one of the biggest gifts that impact gives its providers is the flexibility. I mean, I, I feel a little conflicted because we've, we've always been this way. And yeah. I think everybody's pivoting to this out of necessity. So in a little bit of a way, I feel like we're losing our edge because we've been here for right from the beginning. We've always been flexible and, um, you know, been really proactive about work-life balance and, and stuff like that. So it pains me a little bit to see us losing our, our edge because we do it because we believe it's true. Others are doing it because they believe they have to, to, to continue to be competitive. So we'll still hold our edge in that regard. But uh, yeah. well, I, I told impact family before I actually told blood family a lot about <laughs> before I was pregnant. I know I was I feel like eight weeks or so long. I was not that far along when I was already like preparing and talking to, you know, my impact family about it and what this means and what this looks like and trying to be prepared and I just knew that I always had the support from you guys. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not a parent. I'm certainly not a mother, but you'll, you'll have a lot of people to, um, to, to lean on. Should you have any questions as you undertake this first child adventure? Um, yeah. we, we have a lot of, a lot of those here in the ranks. So, yep. Um, I'm going to get all the help I can get kids, <laughs> babies. That's like a whole different language. <laughs> Well, I promise we'll, we'll make sure MPAC stays on, on the right track and is here waiting for you. No need to come back early. Focus on, on spending time with your firstborn and we'll be here when you get back. And like I said, happy you're still here and happy you're, you're coming back when you're ready. Thanks. All right. Thanks for everything, Marie. Thank you.